Activia offers a range of yogurts which are a delicious way to look after your gut health. From the fruit range with carefully selected ingredients to no added sugar and 0% fat offering, as well as a cereals range, there's an Activia for everyone. Made with a unique blend of five ferments creating an irresistibly creamy texture, each pot of Activia is a source of calcium, making it the perfect addition to your daily routine. Activia helps support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins. This is an Irish independent podcast. Hi folks, just a flag that this week's episode contains strong language. Hello and welcome back to Real Health with me, Carl Henry. We all know those people who are childish. And no, I don't mean actual children in our lives. It can be frustrating working or having a friendship or a relationship with someone who really doesn't want to stand on their own two feet. While it's easy to point fingers, how many times have we stopped and assessed how good you are at all this adulting stuff? My guest this week has been called the Andy Guru and is a New York Times bestselling author and her TED Talk has been viewed over 10 million times. Sarah Knight's new book, Grow the Fuck Up, is a no-nonsense guide to becoming more self-aware and self-sufficient even if you have been at this adult thing for a while. Be warned, there might be some Fs and blinds in this interview. I'd expect lots given the title of the book. Sarah, welcome to the show. How's it going? I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for having me. Our first ever guest who's in the Dominican Republic. We're very, we're very honoured to have you here. Um, before we get into it, tell us a little bit about you and tell our listeners all about you uh, and your story. How did you get into writing books like this and what's your background? Well, I was actually a book editor myself for 15 years in New York City. I worked at some of the biggest publishing houses in New York, and I published a lot of best-selling writers, Ireland's own Adrienne McKinty among them. Um, and in 2015, I decided, screw it. Uh, <laughs> the corporate life was not for me. I was actually suffering from quite a bit of panic and anxiety uh, before I made the decision to get out of that job and get out of that career that I once thought you know, I thought I was going to die behind that desk and try to do something different. So I thought I was going to become a freelance editor. Uh, and then I had an idea for a book of my own. And that book was called The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck. So I actually uh, wrote a proposal for that book, sold the book, wrote the book in a month. And by January of 2016, I had not only quit my job in New York and published my first book, but I had moved from Brooklyn to the Dominican Republic where I am talking to you from right now. So that's a that's a real quick version of how we got here. Okay, so not only have you written the book, but you've lived it. You've literally lived through this process of not caring about lots of things in your life. I am out here practicing what I preach, that's for sure. We, we hear all about quiet quitting and the great resignation. How can you be adult about dealing with situations that you're not happy with? Tell me a bit more about that, because people listening in, I'm sure, will be sitting there thinking, oh, I can't do that. I can't move to the Dominican Republic uh, or whatever that may, whatever their, their version of that may be. Tell me a little bit more about how they can deal with situations like that. Well, actually, the first two sections of the book deal with self-awareness and self-control and self-awareness being, you know, figuring out who you are, what you need, what makes you happy, um, being really honest with yourself, being able to interrogate yourself on what you value and what's important to you. And then being able to go out there and get it in an adult manner. And that entails, you know, really good communication skills and good coping skills and maintaining your self-control in the face of, you know, 
big movement, big life changes, big chaos, um, which is something that I, you know, feel like I'm pretty qualified to teach people how to do. But in addition, you know, these three pillars of adulting that I talk about are maturity, responsibility, and accountability. And in terms of being responsible, you know, I'm not saying that anybody has to be a super planner. I happen to be a way up there type A, you know, everything in its place kind of gal. But if you're trying to do something like I did, make some big life changes, honestly, even make small life changes, you have to get a little bit better about planning ahead. You know, there's a certain amount of responsibility that you have to take on when you're an adult and nobody else is legally or morally obligated to do things for you, including figuring out how to quit your job and move to a foreign country. You have to do that. And so there's a lot of practical tips and strategies in the book about being more resourceful, taking initiative, becoming independent, that sort of thing. And that's what will get you from point A to point Dominican Republic. <laughs> And one of the, the, the big things then, so presumably just from listening to you there, it's about taking responsibility, taking ownership and taking control in many regards of these big decisions. Yeah. And it's also about taking control of the little things, you know, your day to day. The fact is that when we are born, when we are actual babies, we don't know anything. We're not expected to be responsible or mature or hold ourselves accountable. You know, we don't even know how our toes work. That over time, you're exposed to these, you know, people are modeling good behavior for you. You're having life experiences that teach you about consequences. And you should be able to take this stuff and plug it into your little, you know, to your little brain and figure out how to best move forward with your own life. And that's, again, for your day to day. And it's for big, sweeping life changes. And it doesn't matter how old you are. You could be 15, 25, or 55 these same skills and qualities are going to help you out all the way through with everything you're trying to do from the professional to the personal. And it's scary though, isn't it? And it's okay for people to be afraid of change because, you know, it's outside of your comfort zone more often than not. So that's okay too. It's okay to be a little bit scared of it. Certainly. And one of the things that I advise is if you are feeling scared, if you are feeling like you can't make a decision or you can't make this move that you really, that you've self-awarely figured out that you want to make, ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen? You know, and a lot of times I would say nine times out of 10, the worst that could happen is actually not that bad. And the fact is that if you never make a decision or take a risk because you're too scared or you're too inert to do it, then you never get the great and glorious experience that could come from that decision. Tell me a little bit about TikTok or talk to me about TikTok. It's one of the reasons for writing the new book, isn't it? Yeah, well, I've written six full-length No Fucks Given guides up to now, and one of them really took off during the pandemic. It was called Calm the Fuck Down. Uh, and not only because I think people worldwide were more in need of that message than ever, but because some young people started finding out about my books, and in particular, some young people on TikTok started talking about them. So suddenly I had this book that was actually a couple of years old at the time, just rocketing back up the sales charts. And I was like, whoa, okay, <laughs> like, let's see what's going on here. And that not only went from like, okay, you know, my publishers and I could say there's been, there's been quite a bump here. There's something to consider. But then more and more young people started messaging me. You know, they started popping up in my DMs and saying, I've just read, not just calm the fuck down, but I've found get your shit together. I found you do you. You've changed my life. You've helped me with this. You've helped me with that. And I thought, you know, 
there might be something to be said for me to write a book that's really aimed at young people that kind of collects almost like the best of all of my other advice to give them this blueprint all in one place for going out there and getting the most out of their adult life. And then once I started writing it, it became clear to me and to my editors this isn't just for young people. This is for all kinds of people who need help adulting. And do you think that's because of your approach, that it's not preachy? It's not, uh, you know, you're not shouting at people or, or really preaching at them what to do. It's a bit more, there's a bit more fun to it, a bit more crack to it, but it delivers really good results. I do think that the books are fun. And, you know, I call it advice for people who hate being told what to do, because frankly, that's me. And I think that the authenticity has really come through in all of the books. And particularly with Grow the Fuck Up, I presented myself, you know, you, you mentioned earlier that I'm known as the anti-guru. That was a moniker that was given to me by The Observer uh, many years ago. And I embrace it. And now in Grow the Fuck Up, I'm I consider myself an auntie guru. Uh, you know, I'm a woman of a certain age. I don't have kids of my own. I'm pretty fun. I say fuck on every page. I feel like there's a lot that people can respond to and learn from and not feel like they are being sort of talked down to or or told what to do in the style of perhaps another authority figure who they might be pushing back against. I'm just your fun Auntie Sarah, and I'm here to help you. Before we go into the how part of being an adult, tell me about the traits you identify for not being very grown up. Uh, the, these are the traits that are common to big fucking babies. I mentioned, <laughs> I mentioned earlier that, you know, actual babies, they just start out, they don't know anything. It's fine. We understand. They have time to learn. But when you move up that uh, evolution of adulting that I have in the book, if you are, if you've had all the time in the world to figure this out, if people have modeled the good behavior, if you've seen what the consequences are of your actions and behavior, and you just don't care to change them, and you continue to be unreliable, and you continue to be rude, and you continue to be unself-aware, and you continue to not hold yourself accountable, apologize for your mistakes, or clean up after yourself, that's a big fucking baby right there. And this is what I'm trying to help combat, you know, because we all want to be surrounded by total fucking grownups. It's much easier and more pleasant for all of us, not only to live our own lives in this way, but to be surrounded by other people who are also making the effort. And then what about the traits of being an adult then? Let's let, let's take it let's take it to, to the flip and the opposite. So it, it's exactly that. It is the opposite. It's, you know, instead of being rude, it's being polite. Instead of being unreliable, it's being dependable. Instead of being, you know, incapable of doing anything for yourself, it's taking initiative and being self-sufficient and being more resourceful. And I got here because I did uh, an anonymous survey. I do this for all of my books, actually, before I start writing. And I got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of responses from around the world asking questions like, what does adulting mean to you? What are the qualities that you find in people that you admire, who you think of as very adult? And on the flip side, what are the qualities that you think of um, when you think of somebody who's a big fucking baby, what is it that makes you think that? And so I put together all of this information and really came up with, um, you know, basically column A, big fucking baby, and column B, total fucking grown up. And the whole, the whole point of the book is to try to get us all much more regularly situated in column B. Were you surprised by the results of the surveys? I wasn't really surprised. There were a few things that rose to the top more than I thought they necessarily might, you know, just in my own personal experience. Um, I asked questions about, you know, what what do you feel your parents prepared you for and didn't prepare you for? And if you have your own kids, what are you most concerned with qualities of them developing as an adult? And a lot of people 
I, th- I think to to the world's benefit, a lot of people were much more concerned with the, the maturity aspect. They wanted to um, be adults and to raise adults and to be around adults who were, you know, polite and kind. And, you know, these things cropped up a lot more than some of the more organizational and, and kind of responsibility aspects than I thought they would. So I, I was glad. I was glad for humanity that we seem to be generally concerned with being, you know, good people. <laughs> A big part of the book is about becoming self-aware. Where where do you start with that? Where do people start with that? It's it's an important thing, but where do you begin? Where where's the best place to begin? So what I try to explain is that you know what you're never going to get what you want and need and deserve if you can't tell people what you want and need and deserve, and you won't be able to tell people that if you can't figure it out for yourself. And I have this three step method. I'm I'm very big on two step three step methods, um, and and it's called how why what. How am I feeling? Why am I feeling that way? And what am I going to do about it? And basically, if you're in a situation where you need to stop and and interrogate yourself about what's going on in your life, um, maybe it's just in the moment. It's literally you're feeling upset. Okay, dig deeper. You know, ask yourself the hard questions and be honest about it. Are you are you feeling resentful? Are you feeling? Are you grieving? Are you feeling like you're not being appreciated? Like, what is that? feeling of upset. How are you feeling and why are you feeling that way? Is it because your boss said something to you that's been bothering you for three days? Is it because your partner has done something that has upset you? Why are you feeling that way? And once you've narrowed that down and you've become more self-aware about how you're feeling and why, then the next question is, okay, what am I going to do about it? And that's really, you can't get there without answering those first two questions. So it's just a quick little exercise to help people just sit back and say, these are simple questions. They're simple answers. I need to give myself five or 10 minutes to work through them. And then I can you know, go on with my life in a much more informed and self-possessed way. So the key thing really is taking that five or 10 minutes and the self-analysis components that, you know, that you've talked through there. And that's the really important thing. Just take it, do it, and then you reap the rewards. Yeah. And if you think about it, you know, when you were a little kid, if you were upset, your, your parent or your babysitter would say, you know, what's going on? Why? What happened? What's wrong? And now you're the adult in the room. So you need to be able to ask yourself these questions. Talk to me uh, about the chapter called Eat Your Vegetables, uh, about taking responsibility and minding yourself, very adult-like behavior. Well, it's really important to take responsibility for your health, your mental health and your physical health. And, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, sort of theme running through the book of stuff that your parents might have told you, you know, brush your teeth, eat your vegetables. And I'm trying to show you how it applies to a much wider swath of your life. And the thing is, you know, you're not going to be able to go out there and be the best colleague and employee and the best partner, the best parent yourself if you're not taking care of your health. And I'm not out here giving diet tips. I'm not giving exercise diagrams. I hate that shit. What I'm out here telling you is that you take that self-awareness that you've been honing and you figure out what makes you feel your best, what makes you feel good. And on the flip side, what makes you feel like shit? And then do more of the former and less of the latter, you know, and really take care of your health, like I said, both physical and mental, because that's how you're going to go out there and be the best version of yourself in the world. It's how you're going to feel better when you wake up every day and go to sleep every night. And, you know, you don't have mom around to make your doctor's appointments for you. So you got to do that. You got to take care of yourself. And I'm here to tell you that 
by the time you are 40, everything is going to start falling apart. So you're going to wish you listened to me. <laughs> At the ripe old age of 41, I can vouch for that. Uh, in the book, you also have the ABCs, that actions and behaviors have consequences. This is the linchpin of the entire book and indeed of your entire adulting existence. Just remember your ABCs. Your actions and behavior have consequences. You knew that. You've been learning it since you were a little kid. If you sassed your mother, you knew what was going to happen. If you didn't study for the test, you knew what was going to happen. If you let the dog out when you weren't supposed to, you knew what was going to happen. But so many adults do not take what they inherently know about consequences and put it into action in their daily life. They just do shit and then they're like, oh God, I've made a huge mistake. If you thought it through, just again, taking that five or 10 minutes to think, what are the consequences of what I'm about to do or say? And why, why do you think that is then? Well, I think that adulting is very chaotic, okay? There's a lot coming at us. We've got a lot of decisions to make on any given day. We've got a lot of tasks and responsibilities that used to be taken care of by other people in our lives. And so it can be tempting to just kind of fly by the seat of your pants and not pause and, and think and strategize just a little bit. But when you don't spend that five or 10 minutes pausing and thinking and strategizing, you can create so much more trouble for yourself that is going to take so much more than that 10 minutes, um, you know, to come back from. So I just keep trying to urge people like, stop, remember your ABCs, my actions and behavior have consequences, then go forth and act and behave in a way that minimizes the bad consequences. And that, and, you know, and orchestrates the best ones. You have a lot of power in all of these situations to get what you want by acting and behaving strategically. Habits are super important in the context of being a, a successful adult. Why do you see them as being so important? We're a big fan of habits here, by the way. It's a big thing on the show. We have them We have them every couple of weeks. We chat about them and they are important. I mean, for me, habits just make things easier. You know, like I said, when you're responsible for all of these tasks and, and things in your day to day, whether it's taking out the trash or making those doctor's appointments or getting to work on time, it really helps to be able to just put some of it on autopilot. And that's what habits do for you. They help you optimize your day. You know, they help you, um, I, I say that, you know, they help you optimize, solve for X and make sucky things suck less. Because let's face it, we're never going to want to go to the dentist. We're never going to want to take out the trash. I mean, if if somebody's listening who just loves taking out the trash, please email me because I'd like to know. I, I love jumping up and down on the on the trash. So in the recycling <laughs> bin, I get, I get a real kick out of it, actually. So you put it in and then you, you get in and you jump up and down on like you're squishing grapes and then you fit more in. I find that sadly satisfying. Whatever. There we go. That's fair. I, yeah, I have a few <laughs> of those as well that I won't actually admit to the listening public. But, you know... If you can just say, every time the can is full, I'm taking it out. That's the habit. And don't wait for it to get disgusting. Don't wait for the flies to come around. You know, don't wait for your entire apartment to smell like rotten eggs. Just when it's full, take it out, you know, set it and forget it. Um, and that's how you make sucky things suck less. And I think that, you know, when we were kids, our parents were trying to instill certain habits, brush your teeth. You, know, you brush your teeth twice a day and keep the cavities away. That's great. That's a benefit. Um, but there are lots of ways that you can implement habits in your life. And it's just, it's, it's easy. It's like identify the need, implement the solution, and then repeat step two until it's no longer step two. It's just a thing you do. Chat to me about honesty. And that's a tricky thing when being an adult, because sometimes honesty is not necessarily the right thing to the right thing to do. 
Well, some people will be surprised to hear this because of the the titles of my books, but honesty and politeness are actually the two pillars of all of my work. I think it's really important. And part of it is just efficiency. You know, being honest about what you want and need makes it more likely that you will get what you want and need. But you do have to consider it in tandem with politeness, because as you said, sometimes being completely honest would be rude. You know, if you're if somebody invites you to a dinner party and you don't want to go because you don't like their new boyfriend and you don't want to get stuck talking to him for two hours, that's probably not the reason you should give in your decline. Um, but it is polite to say no right away because you know you don't want to go. Don't leave them hanging. You say, no, I'm not available. And that's the end of it. Um, and in terms of, you know, becoming an adult and growing the fuck up, the honesty starts with yourself. It starts with that self-awareness and being able to ask yourself important questions, answer them honestly, and then you can communicate to other people. And that's where the politeness comes in. There's a whole chapter called Mind Your Manners. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today all the way from the Dominican Republic. We really appreciate you taking the time and the great content for all of our listeners. Sarah's new book, Grow the Fuck Up, How to Be an Adult and Get Treated Like One is available now. I'll be back again next week on Real Health. And in the meantime, keep in touch with me during the week on Instagram at CarlHenryPT or by email realhealth.independent.ie. And we'll see you next week. Slong a full.